Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Tomahawk number 103, cover date March-April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring The Frontier Frankenstein, written by Franz Herron, art by Bob Brown, and The Super Ranger with Nine Lives, writer Franz Herron, Art Fred Ray. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Public Service Announcement Theater proudly presents Get a Grip on Your Gripes. Why don't you watch where you're going? I oughta... Hey, take it easy, Fred. It was only an accident. Gosh, that's the third time today Fred's lost his temper. Later. I'll show you. Trying to rough me up. Hey, what's eating you? Whoa, Fred. He was just trying to get the ball away from you. Stop flying off the handle. Ah, uh, let me alone. Why don't you mind your own business, wise guy? So you're getting mad at me, too? You've been grumpy all day. All because you got off to a slow start and lost that track race yesterday. Yeah, that's what it is. You're getting mad at everybody because you're getting mad at yourself. <laughs> that's pretty stupid. And if you want to go on doing it, okay, go ahead. Wait a minute, Joe. I... I'm sorry, Joe. I guess you're right. I wasn't a very good loser, and I just started taking it out on everybody else. Forget it. Now that you've got it off your chest, let's go back and play ball! (laughs) (laughs) Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the USA. Tomahawk, 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 tomahawk. You're a revolutionary war era hero fighting Frankenstein. Tomahawk. I wrote a song about tomahawk. <laughs> um, you know what? What? I've never read a tomahawk story or comic ever before in my whole life. Well, I could say that about so most now of the we're, things that we cover. Well, now we're both in the same boat. Yeah. Um. Tomahawk. Would you like to know a little more about him? I'd love to, thank you. Before the American Revolutionary War, young Tom Hawk Uh went west beyond the Allegheny Mountains with a group of pioneer settlers. One day, Hawk was captured by Injuns, who were then attacked by a fierce moose. You like moose. I love moose. One of Hawk's captors, Black Thunder, fell, and to save the Indian's life, Hawk single-handedly held off the moose. In gratitude... 
Black Thunder not only gave Hawk his freedom, but also offered to have his tribe teach him various Indian skills. Wow. Hawk spent a year with the tribe, who called him Tomahawk. After he mastered the use of that Indian weapon, Hawk then returned to his own people. Later, Hawk and a boy named Dan Hunter were trapped in a burning cabin by white men disguised as Indians who had killed Dan Hunter's uncle. Tomahawk saved himself and Dan, and from then on acted as the orphaned boy's unofficial guardian. Okay. Tomahawk is best known for his heroism in the Revolutionary War, during which he led a band of soldiers called the Tomahawk Rangers... Yes. Against the British. Another of his wartime allies was the costumed Miss Liberty, and his greatest wartime foe was the British intelligent agent Lord Schilling. Sometime after the war, Tomahawk moved to the Midwest, where he married Moon Fawn, an Indian chief's daughter, and raised a family. Tomahawk lived peacefully in his old age, but sometimes fought alongside his heroic son, Hawk. Dan Hunter's fate is unknown. So his son's name was Hawk Hawk? Yes. Tommy Hawk. Apparently. Had a son named Hawk. Yeah. Wow. That's the way it goes. Hawk Hawk. Um, Tomahawk began as a backup feature in Star Spangled Comics. Mm -hmm. Also had a backup feature in World's Finest Comics. And then 140 issues of his own magazine, the last 10 issues of which were titled Hawk, Son of Tomahawk. Hawk Hawk. Yeah. He probably just went by Hawk. He did go by Hawk. Yeah. I've seen some of those issues. He had a blonde streak in his hair and like an Elvis jumpsuit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, that's bad. I didn't write it, Rob. Okay. So, well, let's focus to on Tomahawk, shall we? I'll say. My goodness. We have a cover here. The first cover of Tomahawk, issue 103. Go, go check. Go, go checks. Um, and also, the full title given to the Rip Roaring Rangers. His bandit his crew. His group uh, of uh, soldiers specially chosen by General Washington yeah, like to fight the British. Forces. Yeah. Yeah. Like a SWAT team. Yeah. Did they actually have special forces in the Revolutionary War? I'm not even going to pretend to know that. I don't. I don't know. Nor I don't. do I really care about that particular thing. Now, that's a great cover, though. It is a great cover. Um, awesome action shots. The Rip Roaring Rangers are fighting... Frankenstein. Yes. Green skin and all. He doesn't have bolts in his neck. No, no bolts. And he's wearing a fur vest. Yes. Which we'll talk I know about what later. you're going to talk about because I'm going to talk about exactly yes. the okay. same thing. So they are, uh, we get on the splash page and yep. they are awakened. Well, we think they're awakened. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little sleepy from our that's traveling fine. this weekend. Um, yes, were, we were traveling all weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. That's yeah. why we're talking about Tomahawk, because he's an American hero. Um, so they were they are awakened with crashes and booms and, and all sorts of problems. Um, and, but they, it, they they actually are kind of sleeping. Um, right. Dreaming. Were they sleeping in the Kettle Works factory? Simkins' Kettle Works I, is the sign that's being thrown about yes, along with their... I guess there's a giant Frankenstein monster... Thrashing about and destroying the kettle works. No, but my point is, where where were they sleeping? Were they asleep? Well, in the this is works? a splash page, right? Right. So, uh, oh, I, I was going to say, usually a, sl- a splash page is a feature from something in the story, right? Not it isn't usually the opener. Right. Usually right? not, but in this case, in this case, it is. It's we so, are uh, beginning it's, in media race. In that media, means in the middle of the action. So, 
So they are indeed in a kettle works because, as you know, in a couple pages they're going to retreat inside of the building and put kettles over their heads. Right. Yeah. Well, let's slow down. Okay. Look at this copy on the front page. Got a firm grip on something? Well, hang on. Here it comes, screaming out of the night like a cannon gel, scattering the battling rangers like pebbles before the blast of an avalanche. What is it? Your guess is as good as anybody's. Well, we already saw Frankenstein on the cover, so I'm guessing it's Frankenstein. Yes. One thing's for sure, you're not likely to soon forget the chiller-diller tale of the frontier Frankenstein. Well, we've already gotten the go-go check inflected language. I love it. Chiller-diller. Also, when Mary Shelley wrote the original Frankenstein story in 1817, 34 years after the Revolutionary War, she released from a Pandora's box a shuddering, grotesque creep that has haunted horror tales ever since. But where did she get her idea? Probably from the Revolutionary War. Makes sense. Sure. It checks out. We turn the splash page, and this is fantastic. A two-page, double-page spread. Do you have that on your reading device? Oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, let me see. I'm not but sure. But now I, I understand it, either, it because but I'm going to put it on social media. Here it is. You can look here. That is fantastic because yeah. when I first turned to this, I couldn't see that double-page spread, and I, oh, I can do that. Ah, uh, no, I can't. Uh, no. Well. So anyway, anyway, it's a great, wonderful double-page spread there. I couldn't quite figure out what I was looking at when I was looking at half the page. Right. Super. Um, Now, Tomahawk is with several of his men, one of whom here is name-checked as Kane Tuck, because he's from Kentucky. And and, and he calls, Tomahawk calls this guy Scarecrows. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know. And he also calls them Rangers. And and Kettleheads. Yeah. Well, they're in the kettle factory, so well, he has lots of affectionate terms for his men, doesn't he? He must like those fellas a lot. They get into some crazy adventures, don't they? I'll say. Oh wait, now my pages are going all crazy. Help! You're in that two-page view, aren't you? Yes, I'm back. Um, We get some more name checks here. Frenchie. He's wearing a beret, so I assume he's from France. A beret. He's wearing a beret. Of course, he's from France. Do they have parades in the seventeen during the Revolutionary War? He's also wearing a red turtleneck. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking that they're taking a bit of license with that. Pra, well, I don't know. I mean, so far everything checks out. Bray, Frankenstein monster, <laughs> Frenchie, brass buttons, and cannonball. Yeah, are some other fellers in there the are Rangers? Five of them in total. Yes. No mention of Dan Hunter. No. So God only knows where he is. And then we're going to meet some other guy later on. Right, right. Um, so Frankenstein is fought off by the Rangers. Oh, this is the, my other question. Grenades. Grenades, yeah. Okay, so I know that they had grenades during World War One and World War Two. Right. When Which is a hundred years after... I'm invented just, and used? Did they use grenades? I'm doing a quick Google search for grenades. Yeah. A grenade is a small weapon typically thrown by hand. Generally, a grenade consists of an explosive charge. Blah, 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 blah. History. Early grenades. Oh, rudimentary incendiary grenades appeared in the Eastern Byzantine Empire not long after the reign of Leo III. What? 717 to 741 BC. I mean, AD. Um, so we had them in Byzantine times. My goodness. Uh, modern grenades. Oh, blah blah blah. 
Yeah, well, okay, I guess they had grenades. Not modern grenades, but, you know, little ceramic things filled with buckshot or something. Well, I mean, they are throwing what looks like dynamite at him. Well, yeah, I don't think... The guy standing behind Frenchie? Everything they throw at him, everything they fire at him, does absolutely no damage whatsoever. Grenades were also used during the golden age of piracy. Pirate Captain Thompson used vast numbers, this is a quote, vast numbers of powder flasks, grenade shells, and stink pots. Unquote. Hmm. Maybe they're throwing stink pots. Maybe it's their chamber pots from when they were sleeping in the kettlehead factory. Well, I wouldn't want to get hit with one of those. No. No wonder Frankenstein takes off. <laughs> the gruesome brute turns and charges headlong into the brush, and... The rangers bemoan their fate because they've lost some sleep. Yes, but they all they do is talk about how sleepy they are. Right. Yeah. They're dead in their feet. We move now to a scene inside a cave where some British soldiers <laughs> are discussing matters of war with a German scientist. Would uh, he be German? There's no Germany yet. He, he, He's a Hessian, I bet. Or yes, Prussian. He's a Hessian. Or some... Yeah. Um, I'll do the British soldier. You do the German. Oh, what, are you in the middle panel? Yeah. Okay. You have something to show us, von Skeller. Something that'll knock the rebels right out of the war. Yeah, yeah. I give you something big to beat the Americanas. That's good. During my Language. work in deepest Africa, I discover strange herbs. Herbs fought make little animals huge. So I keep making experiments until I come here to change a human being. Okay. Did we have scientists working in deepest Africa in the 18th century? Maybe he's Belgian and he's in the Belgian Congo. He is described as a German. So far, I'm not sure they've studied their history very much. No, they're taking a lot of license with this. Who wrote this? France Heron. France Heron actually was a pretty influential comics writer. He co-created the Red Skull, enemy of Captain America. Uh-huh. He co-created Captain Marvel Jr., mm-hmm. who was a big deal in the 1940s, and uh, wrote a lot of these Tomahawk stories. Mm-hmm. Can't win them all. We open a... Door made of stone. Yes. Carved out of the cave. To reveal? To reveal the Frankenstein. Who is three times the size of a normal human being. Yeah, he's about 30 feet tall. Yeah. I say, (laughs) the blighter's coming out. He'll kill us. Nine, he obeys me. My friends have nothing to worry about. Mm. Mm. We learn that the Frankenstein monster only can operate at night because in the daylight he changes to his normal... Self. And apparently the scientist controls him just with the power of his mind. Well, he is German. They are a superior race. So they think. So they think. Finally, the scarecrow's getting some rest on bales of green, green hay. hay. Maybe it's like 1970s day-night television. I was thinking effect. it was hard to t- tell what, what, what was day and what was night, but... Uh, Especially in that, that next scene in the bottom of the page where, where, he's, where Frankenstein's... Right. Suddenly, in the dead of night, we have some sound effects. Clang, clang, clang. 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 Judy Garland singing in the background. Slinging that bell around, the town bell around like a... Like a, like, like a, like a book bag. Yes. On a, a playground exactly. fight. He appears to have gotten even taller. 
now. He's, I'd say, 40 to 50 feet tall, swinging the town bell around. All of the townsfolk seem to be awake and out in the streets in the middle of the night. Say, Bob. Yeah. If you're 40 to 50 feet tall, Mm -hmm. you probably need to eat a lot. Wouldn't he be hungry? Yes. I would say so. But now, you know, let's look at large creatures. Elephants, they just eat grass, right? And leaves. They they eat a lot, don't they? Well, they eat a lot. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's green, because he's been eating a lot of chlorophyll. He's fast and muscular, and things can't hurt him. Right. So he lets loose of this bell, crashes through a wagon of some kind. He has both strength and endurance. Yes. Uh... Tomahawk calls his kettle heads together. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a new one, Wildcat. Did we talk about Wildcat before? Uh, well, Wildcat hasn't shown up yet, right? Well, now here he is because he's getting called over to the mill wheel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which Tomahawk is turning into a uh, war weapon. Right. They're all going to get inside it and roll it, roll it down like a hill. hamster wheel mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. at the man monster. As he's described. <laughs> the wheel is rolling towards him with Tomahawk, Cane Tuck, Cannonball, and Wildcat inside. Uh-huh. And they crash into the monster, and it's... It's like has hitting no a stone weapon. wall. The mill wheel crashes into the Luke Brandon oil storage facility. Right. Which then scatters oil barrels everywhere. Yes. That'll probably That's become a point in a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The monster is dazed, so they decide that they're going to tie him up. Good and he, here come the townspeople with pitchforks and torches. Arr, arr, get the monster! Arr, arr. He's a Frankenstein monster, so of course he's afraid of fire. Fire bad. Uh, he breaks free of the ropes. Actually, he doesn't break free of the ropes. He, he just, just rips the trees, trees off. Out of the ground. That he's tied to. With a mighty roar of rage exploding Mm -hmm. from... (laughs) Exploding from the man monster. That's what it says. I'm just reading the text. Um, He crashes again into the woods and escapes. Into the woods. It's time to go. So he goes into the woods and... Soon after the hulking terror leaves, who strides in but... Big Anvil. Big Anvil, the missing member of the Riphorn Rangers. He's a burly man, isn't he? I'll say. Mm. I see you, Big Anvil. He's wearing just a uh, open vest, no shirt. Blue, blue vest, and he's sort unshaven. Of raw pants, or, or, or yeah. Now Frankenstein was wearing blue pants, uh huh, and a furry vest, uh huh. Yeah, that's not important at this point in the not story, yet. is it? No. Um, so Big Anvil is also very tall. Yes, I'd say about seven and a half feet tall. Unshaven everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's a messenger coming to touch Tomahawk. Where, on the, on the horse? Yeah, because you yeah. see the clippity-clop-clop written in clear text right. above Big right, Anvil right. there. Uh, messenger comes and says that a whole slew of enemy troops is heading this way. Tomahawk complains about how much sleep they're not getting. Right. Cause well, that's every, too bad. Every few panels we get a reminder that the guys are tired <laughs> and look at this panel of them all all yawning yawning and complaining oh gee we gotta fight again <sighs> 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 
I'm already bored. What page are we on? Just turn the page. <laughs> so Tomahawk uh, tells, um, what's his name? Big Anvil. Big Anvil to stand on the top of the hill, take the water, the water wheel, the mill wheel, and uh, keep it propped up there. And they're going to, when the troops come through the town, yeah. he's to, to wait for the signal and release the wheel, which will crush the troops. And the rest of the guys are going to hide out down uh, in the oil. What's that called? The oil storage place. Yeah, right. Luke Brandon Luke oil, Brandon storage. oil storage. And there they will um, have their guns and they will fire upon the troops. I'm noticing there's a lot of onomatopoeic sound effect lettering. Tramp, 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 tramp. tramp, tramp. That's the sound of marching soldiers. Right. We already had a clippity clop clop. And we all have love from the from the creature. He goes, Growl. Well, here we go. They witness Big Anvil transforming into the Frankenstein monster. Yep. Whereupon, not only does all of his five o'clock shadow and other body hair disappear, but, but his blue vest turns that's into made of a, leather or something turns into a brown fur vest. Yes. And his brown pants turn blue. Yeah. Don't you turn my brown pants blue. Well, that's some magic that that German scientist I'll discovered. Say down he's more than Africa. a scientist. He's a magician, isn't he? Wouldn't that be something if we had a herb from Africa that could transform our clothes into different materials? That would be something. I, I know we're not supposed to wear fur anymore, but if we could wear it like in secret just around the house and then just have take an herb... Well, I wouldn't it, want to wear it in Florida during the summer. Well, no, but I'm not in Florida. Mm. You might want to wear it, you know, they have a bathrobe made of fur, then if the... <laughs> might you. Jehovah's Witness come to the door or something, and you want to just pop an herb pill, turns it into silk or something, <laughs> renewable. <laughs> Cotton. I could just see you answer the door. What would you say to the Jehovah's Witness in your renewable silk robe? I'd be very gracious. Hello. <laughs> May I help you? <laughs> Would you care to come in for some tea? This Frankenstein monster picks up that old mill wheel. And instead of rolling it down the hill to interfere with the troops, he throws it at... The rangers. The rangers. The rip-roaring rangers. All of them. These British soldiers have got it all down as far as their Britishness. They sure Blimey. It's the Bloomin' Rangers. We've got the blighters on the run. Pow, blam, kapow, bang, pow. Um, the oil... Also, they didn't have metal oil barrels. No, I'm they, certain they, they would have had wooden oil barrels. And what, right. what does it say? What kind of oil it is? Well, I'm assuming it's whale blubber or something. Yeah, I would think it's not you know actual oil that we get we use now. Right, right. Because Petroleum that was discovered in California in the by the Beverly Hillbillies. Right, everyone knows that in the 1960s. Um, so Tomahawk commands the roar the. Rangers to rip roaring rangers to pour oil all around the hillside, the hillside to trap the beast, right? Right, right, Frankenstein monster, which does the trick because he turns back into big anvil. What from the light? I don't quite understand. I don't, well, it might be the fire again. His clothes transform right exactly back to what he was wearing before, yes. And Um, he cannot do the feats of strength that he could do before, no, but he still is. Mighty strong because mm-hmm. he does lift that mill wheel at the very end. Yes. After all, the rangers are finally asleep. Yeah. This is a pretty quick denouement. 
Well, we don't get we don't get any resolution. We don't know no. if, if he will uh, if there's a cure, if this will wear off, if the herb will wear off. We don't know anything. You know, is he always going to turn into the creature? And do the guys just sleep out in the open? Like well, that it all just the time? says we'll we'll keep you in the light till the stuff wears off. I guess they've deduced that it might wear off sometime. Yeah, I'm sure they're smarter than the German scientists. Well, who knows? A German scientist didn't get arrested or anything. Hmm. He's probably still out there causing mischief. Turn the page. We have another story. The Super Ranger with Nine Lives is the next story in this oh, issue. This story. Art by Fred Ray. Do you remember who Fred Ray is? No. Fred Ray drew many of the adventures of Congo Bill, whom oh, you know I have a Congo soft spot Bill. for. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know Congo Bill. Um, so Fred Ray was a long, uh, long-serving member of DC's artistic staff. Sure. We open with a costumed character running through the weeds, being shot at by arrows. He's wearing buckskin and some kind of frightening devil mask. He looks like a a, a Mexican wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Or like a cross between a Mexican wrestler and a Chinese dragon. Yeah. Wearing buckskin. So I'm guessing it's Tomahawk, because he's the only character so far we've seen in all buckskin. So, I've never worn buckskin, but I have seen it. Uh-huh. And I can't imagine that it's very comfortable. It's going to be hot and itchy, isn't it? And it's going to smell. Yeah. Because it's literally animal skin. Is it... What is it? Is it leather? Or cl- close to leather? What would there be? At this point, there was wool, yeah. leather, and cotton. But, I mean, why is it called buckskin and not just, like, leather? Oh, because, well, you, you would take it from a, a deer. You would skin oh. it. Oh. Skin the deer, then you'd shave all the hair off. Okay. And it would be supple uh, leather. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit more supple than, than, than I'm assuming, than cattle, than, than uh, cow and cattle. I'm always learning things here. Yeah? I think everyone should listen every week. <laughs> you never know what you might come across. Um, so the British soldiers and their Indian helpers have chased down this costumed character. They put a noose around his torso, hang him from a tree, and then shoot guns at him so that the rope breaks and he falls into the raging river far below. That is a, an incredibly difficult fall. Yeah. Very long distance. Um, but... Good news. He shouldn't survive that. Just before the impact that should shatter his body like a glass bottle hurled against a rock, a couple of events race through the doomed ranger's mind. So we have a flashback. You know Mm -hmm. it's a flashback because there's um, jagged edges to the panel. Um, The Indians apparently have refused to join the British in an alliance because of the legend of the devil ghost... The devil ghost will destroy the tribe if they try to go against him. The British are trying to form an alliance with the Indians right, to right. help defeat the uh, Americans. So that the is... rebels. Right. That's the origin of the costume that we see from the first panel. He's dressed as the devil ghost, who apparently looks like a cross between a Mexican wrestler and a Chinese dragon. Yeah. Now, buckskin, when it gets wet... Yeah. It's not light. No, I was going to guess it would be pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, the devil ghost survives the fall into the river 
and they see him climbing out on the other Through side. Through their field glasses. To safety. Spy glass. They continue the chase. Yeah. They chase him down to another, is this a cliff? It's kind of a ford, or, or um, they get him backed up against a cliff. Yeah. And they just light him up with arrows and powder and gunpowder. And when the smoke clears, he's vanished. They see him again running. Yes. Across a log, across a chasm. They fire again. He disappears. Right. The Indians say they've had enough. This is definitely a ghost. The Indian says, I didn't believe in the devil ghost until I saw the evidence of my own eyes right now in front yeah. of me. Yep. The British man uh, says he will get to the bottom of the mystery. Right. Do you love the sequence of uh, that happens at the top panel? Yes, with the carrier pigeons. The carrier pigeons and then the, the drums. Which translates as All troops ordered to crush masked ranger Shoot to kill on sight Right We see again the masked ranger Running through the weeds This time they fire a cannon A cannon At him At him, yeah And he's not blown to bits But just knocked unconscious Strong enough for them to drape him over the back of a horse he pops back up alive. Takes the gun. Takes the soldier. Right. And takes the British soldier back. hostage. Mm-hmm. The British soldier informs him that the gun is not loaded. It's all a big trick. Nonetheless, does he have a knife in his back or something? I, well, I don't, it looks like he's doing a karate chop. Like, I will karate chop you if you... No, he's throwing the gun. The I'm, I'm assuming he has a knife. We don't get to see it, but I mean, otherwise, he's just holding him tight around his waist and said, I'm taking you for a ride. Oh. <laughs> um, now it's nighttime. Right. They're riding deep, deep, in deep the through forest. the forest. The Masked Ranger pulls off his mask to reveal Tomahawk. I knew it all along. So did I. Um, the British soldier is astounded. How did you survive Arrows, a death fall, even the blast of a cannon. How, man? How? Go into a cave. They go into a cave where all the Rip Roaring Rangers are gathered together. With their, with their masks. With their masks and various stages of, of wound, wound recovery. One's on crutches, one's got his arm in a sling. Um, made it seem like it was all one person taking all these well, risks and death falls. All along. Now, how did, but how did they all survive, is my question. That's the thing. I mean, they, these guys got arrows shot into their bodies. They were shot with, with lead bullets. They were, I mean, I'm, I'm just sort of... I'm, right. Arrows, bullets, fell off a cliff. I mean, the... Went over the falls. Right. The threats were still real. Sure. Whether there was one person or a relay system. So they were all willing to lay down their lives to keep this myth alive. The myth of the devil ghost. Uh, the point being that if they kept the myth alive, then the Indians would not join with the British. Well, this British soldier is awfully chipper about the outcome. Yes. Well, a soldier hates to lose, but it doesn't hurt so much when the winner is the Super Ranger. The end. 
Nice. These stories wrap up pretty quickly. They sure do. We don't get to see what he does with the British soldier. I imagine they kill him, right? I would imagine so. I don't know. Or maybe he joins the team. Limey. (laughs) The Ripper and Ranger. Um, Based on what we've seen in other comics of this era, these are pretty fast-paced and don't really, you know, pack a lot of information and action into the story. It just cuts right to the chase. Action, action, action. Well. I hate to say I'm disappointed, but I was Go ahead and say it, because I am. Yeah. This week. I don't know what I was expecting. Well, I've never read this before. I never have either. Now, I have read, read, read. (laughs) I have read. (laughs) You have to read. um, A story in the 1990s called Time Masters, starring Rip Hunter, the Time Master. Yeah. Who had a cousin, Dan, and it was Dan that went back in time and became Dan Hunter. Okay. Helper's Tomahawk. But I'm not sure that's still canonical. But that was my only experience with Tomahawk up to this point. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter, the Time Master. Yeah. Um, I also was familiar with Miss Liberty, who does not appear in this Tomahawk comic, but she will appear here before long. Okay. Um, she was a gal who rode a horse, and she had red and white striped breeches on and star-spangled jacket of some kind hmm. and a tricorner hat because that's mm-hmm. what everyone wore in the revolutionary war unless they were in coonskin like tomahawk buckskin but coonskin hat oh god the smell <laughs> is that all you can think about <laughs> well come on they aren't living in air-conditioned places it's the revolutionary war it's hot they're fighting all the time right oh. he wears one outfit Right, right. And probably woolen under long johns, right? If he's lucky. Ugh. Well, I'm with you then. Yeah. All right, that's all we have for this week. I'm sorry it didn't seem very exciting or informative, but we've been so busy. We'll make up for it next week, We sure sure will, because next week we're going to space. Are we really? And there'll be a mystery. Oh, A mystery in space. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I am too. Anything else to add? No. Okay. What? No. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that question. I'm sorry. Do yeah. you want to sing our Tomahawk song again? Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Oh, Tomahawk. You're a super ranger putting the lives of your men in danger. Tomahawk. That's the second verse. System. Tomahawk. Tomahawk, my Tomahawk. It's the devil goes to keep the engines from joining the British. And Frankenstein. Don't forget to follow us on social media at GoGoTechPod. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts information from. And don't forget to come back next week for a mystery in space. That's right. You gonna you gonna come back, Captain Butler? You gonna come back? Yes. Yes, you are. Yes. He's just sitting there quietly wagging his tail. Well, he never barks when you want him to. That's all. Bye. Bye. Bye.